Hewler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Okay, okay, it's Wednesday, 12 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. You know what that means. It's time for the Electric Factory, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, indeed, still is Bliss Electric Factory. We got multiple names because we are very, very cool. And with that being said, we have multiple hosts. I am Arthur Motes, the former NFL player, decade of experience. And we have my great-haired partner in crime, Mr. Wesley Euler. What's up, cousin? Man, I'm living my best life. You know, trying to live the dream out here on this super wild card week. You know, we, we, we ah. left that out on Monday when we came in here. We were so enamored with the fact that, super. hey, we have playoffs. It's a victory Monday. We forgot it was wild super card. wild card week. Super wild card week. And, and, and I must say. What you got to say? Hey, I listen. Was, I was a little nervous. Wednesday, baby. I, I was you a little say nervous. whatever you got to say. I was a little nervous when I came in here, you know? Because I said, man, usually... I'm supposed to act like I've done it before. Act like I've been here before. Sure, sure. I was like, we've done radio shows before. I've hosted shows before. Sure. But I've never hosted a show on Super Wild Card Week. Ooh. Oh, man. Hey, there's a first time hey, for everything. Man. It just hit a little different. I was like, uh-oh. Could this could, could, could this be a part of that special journey that we've been talking about, that we've been alluding to Absolutely. over these past couple of weeks? Absolutely. And then it got me wondering. Because, you know, I'm always that type of guy that likes to wonder. I was like, man, what if we got to thinking about job security? What if we got to thinking about performance under pressure and performance in these big moments? And if that could sway our decisions one way or the other? I think I see where you're going with this. So, initially, I got to thinking about seven. Ben Roethlisberger, because we know this season he has been the lightning rod, right? In terms of when he plays well. Everybody jumps on the, we want to re-sign him, bring him back, multiple-year extension. He's the best guy out. When he struggles, we know it's the opposite. Hey, man, he needs to retire. We need to cut him, bench him, et cetera. But the one thing that always holds true is when he performs well, the large masses want to extend him. They want to keep him. They like his services, even if it is on the hills of multiple underwhelming performances. So it had me thinking this morning. You know when I get to thinking, what well, you better watch out. It's always out. dangerous. You better watch it's out always when dangerous. I get to thinking, okay? So I started to think to myself, I said, man, who are two other prominent members of this organization, of this team or staff that have come under fire, that have had, you know, up and down performances mm-hmm. this season mm-hmm. at moments where we would think, you know what? This person is really good at their job. And then we see other moments where we're like, this person is not really good at their job. Someone's struggling. Yep. So I got to thinking about two particular names. And I want to ask you, and then after that, we'll open the floor up to the power grid, the megawatt, so y'all can get your participation in on the Twitter.com like we always like to do with y'all. But Matt Canada and Keith Butler, offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator, Two guys that have been under scrutiny 
since taking over their positions. Two guys that in various times this season have had a mixed bag of results. Mm-hmm. And obviously towards the end of the season, it was getting to a head where we were all kind of feeling like, well, you know what? At least one of these guys probably need to, you know, find employment elsewhere. (laughs) But now it's a little different. Now we're on a little bit of a run here, right? We've won the final two games. We found a way to get into the postseason. And it had me asking myself, if this offense and defense comes out and looks different, looks inspired, looks more like those clutch moments and less like the majority of the games that we've seen this season, could that change our perspective of those two coordinators in the sense that it would make us want to have them return? And that's why I was kind of stuck with this one. And that's why I said I wanted to first present it to you, but also mm-hmm. Power Grid Megawatts. Let us know on the Twitter.com at Dabody52. Dabody. And at Wesley Euler. The good hair. If an inspired performance offensively and defensively by the Steelers versus the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday. Could that change our feelings about those two guys in terms of what we want them to return next year, Hmm. be a part of this staff next year in their same positions next year? But what say you, though? This is a loaded question. Well, here. you know, I couldn't start the day off any other way on a Super Bowl call week. I felt like I had to come in with the hot and heavy stuff. Uh, this is this is hot and this is heavy, which is saying something because it's about five degrees outside right now. Very true. <laughs> Takes a lot to be hot this time of year in Western Pennsylvania. Um, I don't think so. I feel a little different. Like I, I don't want to put a blanket statement for for both Matt Canada and for Keith Butler, right? Because okay. I, I. Feel a little well, hey, di- we, we got time. We got time. We got we nothing got time. but time. Where do you want me? You want me to start on the defense? Let's start on the defense side. Actually, I want to start offense because this is like, you know, they need something. <laughs> they could use some juice. Yeah, they need a little more. To, that, I, at least okay. I feel like the defense so, is a little bit You know bit what, ahead. actually? Yeah. Because maybe, because I think I think there's more debate. I think there's more um, minutia to, to the Matt Canada conversation Correct. as well, too. That one's tough for me because – Listen, a lot of the frustrations throughout the season, I've I've been there with everybody as well, too. Mm -hmm. Um, The play calling at times has been head-scratching. Some of the things that they have asked or tried to do on offense with the personnel that they have has been head-scratching. I also know, though, that Matt Canada isn't running the complete offense that he runs to run. He's he's just not, and that's because his offense is – one that requires uh, more of a mobile quarterback, and we all know Ben Roethlisberger at his age of thirty-nine. Just that wasn't the case. No you way. Know, he's he not <laughs> he's not twenty-nine years old. He's not young Ben anymore. I realize, and this was something you and I talked about at the start of the season. I think even at the you know maybe the lowest point when the Steelers were one and three, and and everyone was starting to to write this team off about how it was realistic to expect a learning curve there correct because you know ben has a certain style in a way that he wants to to play and run the offense and and matt canada has a a different style in a different way that he wants to play and run the offense there there had to be some come to jesus moments there i'm sure there had to be a a uh, a compromise by by both yeah. men i don't know if i look at it now and i say yeah you know it, i think it was just pretty clear that matt canada was a little bit over his head this year 
and you know maybe you go on your separate ways you bring in the next guy to work with the next quarterback and so on and so forth then I also look at it and I say you know what yeah this is Matt Canada's first year as offensive coordinator but he was also the quarterback's coach the year before right he he's he's not new to this he's not new to this and if it's going to be Mason Rudolph, who's under center for the Steelers to start the season next September. Maybe Matt Canada and Mason Rudolph over these two years. There's some some symmetry there. Yeah. There's some rapport there. Yes, good word. So I that's where I, that's that's where I'm torn. Because just based off of this season alone, I would say, yeah, I think Matt Canada's a little bit over his head, and and maybe it's time to look for somebody else there. But I also, Motsi, I, I, I'm not naive enough to think that that this is just that, that we're seeing 100% of what Matt Canada wants to do with the offense, right? Like, like if, yeah. if, if, I think that's the best way to put it. So uh, what I will say is this. I, I don't think what happens on Sunday should, should have a bearing either way. I'll take the 17-game sample size okay. over the one-game playoff. And I know that you play for the playoffs, and those are the heightened games right. and, and all that they as well. They mean more than they, we they do abso- more. They absolutely mean more. Um, but I think I'm still going to put stock into the 17 games that we've seen as opposed to the one potential playoff game where now anything is possible. Now, we say one, but what if that one becomes two? Well, what if two becomes three? No, and, and also yeah, no, like, no, absolutely. And, and I say that because we all would agree this AFC is not what it is – what you would think it is, or you, it's not what you would think it is in the sense of the number one seed, the, the Tennessee Titans, is a team that we've already beaten within the past three weeks. Like, that is a little bit different when you're talking about the one seed. Now, we know it's different because we lost to the two seed. We got blew out by them, but you look at Buffalo. We beat Buffalo. You look at some of these other teams, we've had success. So that's why I don't feel like it's so far-fetched that this could potentially be more than just a simple one-and-done, and that begs the question of we talk hmm. about how playoffs count more. We talk about how we will rate a historic playoff run way more than a guy having a great regular season. We talk about how, hey, man, I want to see you have these clutch catches in these playoff games, division games, AFC Championship games, Super Bowls. Yeah. I don't yeah. care what you did in week six, seven, eight, nine, no, ten. That's true. So if we hold that same regard for on field performances, and we will pay guys because of their playoff performances, mm-hmm. we will weigh that more. Mm-hmm. Why isn't that the same when we're talking about the coordinators? That's a fair point by you. I would argue that maybe there's some flawed logic in what you just laid out, okay. right? In, in, in the in the normal, hey, it's the playoffs, and you, and you have to get it done here, and we pay guys based. That, that's a fine tightrope to walk, mm-hmm. right? Um, I, I'll say this: if the Steelers' offense comes out and they score, you know, touchdown or two in the first half, let's dream two touchdowns in the first half. Whoa, I ain't going there now. <laughs> it, it, it would certainly make. <laughs> I, I really don't – like, honestly, I know that this is probably not the – our listeners right now, they probably either want me to say, yeah, you got to fire Matt Canada or, you know what, you, you got to absolutely give him another chance well, next year. And the beauty year. of that is this, though. The listeners, y'all are included in this. Yeah, absolutely. Tweet us and Tweet let us know. We, we, got, we got yes. a couple already. I just I, – I really don't I, – I don't have as strong of a take on Matt Canada, I think, as I do 
on Keith Butler, and, and that is just because I don't know how much of all the decisions that were made in terms of the offense this season were purely Matt Canada's versus Ben Roethlisberger's versus those two guys just, again, having now, to compromise change, and meet in the middle. But, but does it change a little bit knowing the information about Ben retiring? Or in the sense of this being his last yes, go around. I'll, I'll tell you this much. So with that information now, knowing that going forward, it would be a different quarterback. Does that sway you? Because I, I totally can understand what right. you're saying if, in the sense of what Ben and his impact and how, hey, Canada has been limited at times with things that he wants to do. But there are other things that we have seen from him that has made us question sure, you know, his, sure, sure, sure. how qualified he is. But if knowing mm. right now, because we do have this information, this isn't as if Ben hasn't, you know, had his press conferences. He hasn't had that final send off at Heinz. We haven't heard him, Coach Tomlin, and all the other guys talk about this being his last go. So now that information is out there. So with that now, does that change you? Yes, it does. If we see 100%. A uptick. Okay. If Ben Roethlisberger were coming back next year, if Ben Roethlisberger were 29 years old mm -hmm. instead of 39 years old, I think I'd say you, you got to find a different offensive coordinator because mm, okay. I, I don't want to make it seem like I think those guys dislike each other. Like, like it just, you know, that they've been, uh, one's been on the East coast and one's been on the West, uh, on the West <laughs> coast, right? Like they're in different time zones out there. Right, right. Um, But, but I, but I think it's pretty clear that again, the offense that Matt Canada wants to run is just, not necessarily what's tailored best for Ben Roethlisberger's skill set at this point in his career. So, if Ben was 29 years old, if this was a decade ago, hell, if this was even five years ago, I'd probably say, yeah, I, I, I don't think I'd want Matt Cannon to back. But that is the unknown for me is, what if you do get one of these young, mobile quarterbacks? Yeah. And – then I would say, you know what, I'm in, I'm intrigued to see what Matt Canada can do. I think there's also the wrinkle of the offensive line as well, too. At times this season, with the way the offensive line was playing, I don't care if Billy Walsh was walking through that <laughs> was walking through that door, Motsi. Uh, you know, you just you were going to struggle on offense. It was right. it was going to be tough to do a lot of the stuff that you wanted to do, and that's why. Again, I, I I'm I'm looking at the tweets rolling in here, and, and most of them are you know yeah you got to get Matt Canada out of here as you could imagine, and and that's just kind of the nature of the beast in a game like football, I think. But I I really don't know, and I know that's not people I'm sure want me to crush Matt Canada right now, or they want me to defend him and say we got to give him one more year. I, I, I if I knew who the quarterback was going to be next year for sure, I think I'd have a more hard line answer on that. If it's Mason Rudolph. I think I think you give Matt Canada one more year. I do, um, but you know what? If if it's not, if it's maybe another veteran, um, then all bets are off. If it's you go to the NFL draft and and you end up taking a guy in the first or second round, then all of a sudden the question becomes: Can Matt Canada forget the play calling? Right? Are right. You, you trust him to develop quarterbacks? There's a whole lot of questions there, um, and I just I don't know. I'm I'm. I know people are going to hate this. I, I would lean towards bringing him back for one year, for okay. one more year at least, but it's, it's close. For, it's like 55-45. Like, I'm just barely leaning to that side. 
I like your idea. I like your your, your ideology. I, though, I, I do understand though. though, just the yeah. point blank, like the Steelers haven't gone outside of the organization in a long time, right. and they need a new voice. If that's your lone logic, then that, that I I can't disagree with that. I either. feel like for me, I feel like I fall more on that side of it, just because we have seen offensively, defensively, special teams. It seems like every promotion is from within. It seems like every new hire is from within. And I understand the continuity element of it, and I do appreciate that. I That's one of the things that I speak very mm-hmm. highly of as a guy who's, who came from other organizations where there sure. wasn't that type new of continuity. New coaching staff every year, yeah. Like, that, that, there is a value, there is a premium on that. Agreed. But the same way I look at Ike Hilliard being on this staff, and I said, okay, he's up here for multiple years now. That is continuity, but he wasn't an in-house guy. Yes. Cor- that's kind of where that's I'm good, falling when example. I think of offensive coordinator right now. I'm saying to myself, hey, I would love to get a younger guy, or just not younger in the sense because obviously um, obviously with Kennedy, he's still a young coach, so don't get it, you know. Right. He, con- is, he is still a young coach, yes. Great right age. I want a younger coach, but I do want a guy that I think I can get from outside and groom and then ultimately have him build himself up within the organization and maybe potentially – grow to be the next head coach here but right now i don't feel like we have offensively or defensively the next head coach on our staff right now i would agree with that and that is 100 and that is something that i say to myself like well if we're not even having guys underneath coach tomlin that we are trying to cultivate to be head coaches or even having other teams look at them from a head coaching respect sure Sure. Well, then maybe this is something that we could upgrade. Maybe if we upgrade this particular area, that could help compensate for the lack of talent in other areas. Hmm. Mm. And and that's kind of where I'm it's falling fair. with this yeah. thing, where it's just like I understand the the promoting from within. I understand the strengths of that, but they also have some very fundamental weaknesses that I feel like us as an organization have been seeing and enduring with that continuity at times it can be a little bit blurred with complacency Hmm. in terms of players and how they view certain guys and in terms of their voice coming back towards them from okay you were the you know coach's assistant now you're the head guy well I don't want to sound bad about anything but I could tell you firsthand there is a different level of respect as players when we are discussing operating with our position coach versus the assistant to the position sure, coach. Sure. So when you go and you shift that dynamic and now the assistant becomes the main guy, it's a little weird at times. Sure. And I do think at times this team, not even just this year, even previous seasons as well, because I know when I was here, we dealt with that a little bit when we had some of the coaching changes where guys were assistants and now you're the head guy. We're like, ah, man, we were telling you get the walkthrough papers right. Now you're over here trying to critique us on hand placement. Like, this is kind of weird here. But when I think of all those things, I say to myself, like, man, what can we do that's different? Because if we keep doing the same things and expect different results, we know what that is. It's a definition of insanity. And we don't want to do that. No, I'm with you on that. So that is the part for me where I'm like, how do we prevent ourselves from falling into that trap? Or is it a trap if we go out here in the postseason and the offense does look better? <laughs> because then I'm asking myself, well, was it a quarterback issue? Was it a candidate issue? Sure. 
was it personnel related? But I don't know, you know, because like, but, uh, yeah, I do feel like the seventeen. I think it, uh, I, realistically, it's probably a combination of all those yes. things. And I only feel like the postseason run changes if it's more than one and done. If we're getting a chance to see, okay, highly successful performance, or even if they they run and gun and wheel it out, put up thirty points, that's different. But if it's just a good performance this week, but they advance and we get another chance to see it, I do feel like two playoff games that could be very successful in terms of the optics could be sure. up there with no, the 17-game regular season body work as well. The Steelers go to Arrowhead and score 31 points. Like, I feel like that changes some stuff. It, I, I, it would. It, it absolutely would. And, again, I – It's tough. This is a really good – this is a good – this is a great, a great way to open the show from you. I did not think we'd be having this conversation right now, but it is pertinent to have now because, like you said, as it relates it, yeah. to what if what if something happens on Saturday that, that would change your mind. Yeah, because I feel like it's so easy to have this conversation in retrospect. At the end of the season. It's going to yeah. be so easy to and have we'll this conversation. And we'll probably have a similar conversation once the season no, wraps we, we up. we definitely will yeah. probably have it on multiple occasions. Yeah. But this is where I think it's a lot more fun because mm. right now we do not know. So it could very well be either or. It could very well be they go out there and lay an egg. Well, hey, you know what? Yep. I thought that, yep. but hey, they 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 underperformed. Or hey, you know what? I'm kind of on defense. I want a reason to believe. Right. No different if we said if Ben goes out there on set on, on Sunday, throws for 350, four touchdowns, 10 incompletions, no picks. We know what every single fan in well, not every single, probably about, not say about 80% right now, because we know it, 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 it's about 80% right now. About 80% of still the nation is going to be hollering what? We need to extend it. We need to bring him back. One more go. One more ride. 100%. And that's what made me just think of this thing, man. Mm. And now we've really addressed it on the Canada side. Yeah. But Keith, now what if we switch gears and we took it to the defensive side? Keith Butler to me is a shorter conversation. I just, I, I don't think he's going anywhere. I don't, I, I And in the scope of reality, okay, Mm -hmm. important to note there, I don't think switching defensive coordinators would would make a huge difference. You and I have talked about this before. You know this much better than I do. You were in the locker room with the guy, but and you could tell me if I'm wrong here. You could tell me if I'm overstepping my knowledge. But Mike Tomlin has a significant say in that defense. Mm -hmm. And – they're just not going to bring in an outside voice who's going to overhaul the defense when I think you can certainly argue that for the last three seasons, you and I talked about this on Monday, yeah, the defense this year is not as good as it was in 2019, and it's probably not quite as good as it was last year, but it's still a huge chunk of the reason why they're in the playoffs right now. It's a very, very huge chunk of the reason. They, You know, for for as much as we have – complained at times and and there's the issues in the run game and all that stuff cam hayward tj watt micka fitzpatrick those three guys have been outstanding and one of them is most likely going to win defensive player the uh, of the year here soon or top five at worst at their position as well league-wide you were able to with those three playmakers and, and some other guys who had their moments as well too certainly but but those three chief most amongst them you were able to weather just a carousel at your middle linebacker position with a bunch of injuries and COVID and performance concerns. You were able to weather 
I mean, let's let's be real. You, you, two two thirds of your defensive line missed the entire season. Yeah, Alu Alu played a couple quarters in Buffalo, and that was it. Right, and we never had uh, two it this year. Never had two it this year. I I think Motsi, while there are elements of this defense this year that were broken, I don't think the defensive staff. I don't think the defense as a you know organizationally, when you're looking at a big picture, is broken like the offense has been. And and for me. I just, you know, there's <laughs> it would be like if and and you know what this maybe this is the wrong example because Eric Bieniemy is a respected guy, but like if I'm a Kansas City Chiefs fan, I don't worry about who the offensive coordinator is. Right. Because, because I know you know cuz I know what Andy them plus Andy <laughs> I know Reed. what Andy Reid's right. doing there. It's like if if I'm a if I'm a New England Patriots fan, you know, I'm not bent out of shape about losing Matt Patricia because I know what goes on there. Correct. I think, you know, Keith Butler, from all people that are, are involved, I think everyone thinks he does a really good job with the linebackers. And and for me, I just – listen, I, I know how that works. I, to me, that's not as big of a concern. I, I just yeah. – I, I know that the, the power and the decision-making and just the um, involvement that Mike Tomlin has in that department – uh, I, I for, for the for the defense, it's a it's a much shorter, much easier conversation. I don't think Keith Butler needs to go anywhere. I don't think Keith Butler is going anywhere. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I do think that with Keith Butler, I'm kind of torn though a little bit with him. Mm-hmm. I respect his play. Obviously, I respect him because he was my position coach, and then he turned yeah. into my defensive coordinator. Yeah. So yeah. I have a very intimate uh, understanding of him and his knowledge. But um. The thing that I was curious about or just thinking about was if you're Keith Butler, does staying here forever cap you in the sense of you're never going to be respected as a defensive coordinator because of everything that you laid out? Mm. What did you say? It doesn't Mm. matter who we have here because what? Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin. So even if Keith Butler is responsible for 85, 90% of that defense and we know 10% of, you know, the calls and we're and referring to situational calls, gotta have it moments every once in a while throughout a game when Coach Simon takes over. If we're saying that that 10% is gonna overshadow Butler's 85 to 90%, if you're Butler, hmm. does it make sense to want to continue staying here if it's always gonna be that perception? Because my rebuttal to what you were talking about, about Belichick and about Andy Reid is, what about Sean McVay? Sean McVay is an elite mind, offensive coordinator as well, but what has he done these past two years? He's turned that over. Mm-hmm. He said, I can't do this a play-in and play-out basis. I need to go to the approach of like how Coach C- Tomlin does. CEO. Yeah. Where it's like, I have somebody that does it, even Belichick. Gerard Mayo is the one who does the play-in and play-out calls. Belichick is the overseer, and he hops in when he wants to. Right. I do think that that is different than how it has it been in the past where the head coach exclusively takes on coordinator responsibilities. Coach Tomlin is not doing that Correct. exclusively and I don't right think you, now. I don't think you want your head coaches to do I that. I would agree with that, but I also feel like who you have as your D.C. for the majority of it still has a role, still oh, sure, is impactful. sure, sure. But that's the part for Keith Butler where we know these things, the perception surrounding him is not going to be like that because the perception around him is always going to be, well, hey, man, you're the puppet. We know this is Tomlin's defense. Right. You're just a yes man. Right. You're, you're, you know, 
more like a glorified position coach. I think mm-hmm. a, a lot of people say, no, I, I, I certainly see that angle from you. That that's interesting. No, you're you're right. It, it, when I talk about, oh, I I don't care about Matt Patricia or whoever the defensive coordinator. I know Patricia isn't the defensive coordinator well, right, right now, but he, but he was you, he yeah. was for five six mm-hmm. years. Because once he left, that's, that's why they I, shifted to Gerard Mayo doing that calls in Belichick, and then they had his uh, and Belichick's son was doing it as yes, well for a little while yes, too. Mullet mullet yes. son. <laughs> um, I if, if you if you're a day one listener of this show, if you're one of our long time our P ones our our megawatts and power grids, you know I, mean, I used to call Matt Patricia the pencil fraud yeah, in the absolutely. past, and and you say used to, used to do. <laughs> he just ain't coaching right now, so you can't hey, see him all the way. Hey. Well, he's coach, but he's not a head coach right now. Hey, Arthur Motes, you know, I I used to drink beer. I still do, but I used to, too. You know? Um, that, that's, a, that's a very <laughs> – I'll never forget that. Pencil he, got a pencil? he got a pencil and it's laminated. He got like, a pencil tucked in his ear and his play sheet's <laughs> laminated. Play sheet's laminated. I was like, you know what? You bring up a good point. Pencil front. <laughs> what is he writing? Pencil. You know, well, it's, he's, he's, he's doing it for the look. He's, he's like Will Smith with yes. the cigar, right? Yes. I just bite it. I don't light it. I, you know what? This is really good. I, I like this because you're absolutely right. Um, you, you don't want your head coach to be a coordinator as well. That's that's too hyper-focused. You want them more involved. Overseers. More as the, the yeah. CEO type role and occasionally getting – Hyper involved in certain right. areas, obviously, but well, not on a week to week basis. About it, no different than a CEO. A CEO typically has a general understanding of everything. Yes, that has they to have take the relationship, whether they, it's janitorial, yeah. whether it's production, whether it's customer Finances, service. Whether, yeah, like they they yeah. understand all of it on a basic level. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if this is something that you happen to excel in, or this is your expertise, well, obviously, yeah, step in. Mm-hmm. But like you said, it's the difference between doing it exclusively, correct? You know, along with your CEO correct. duties, because that I do think hurts you a little bit more than it helps you in those senses, mm. or in that sense. Excuse me. There's a there's some way that Terrell Austin fits into this conversation too, but well, because he has defensive coordinator experience. Now right. he had two stops. Like one was in Detroit, where it was a lot more successful. Mm-hmm. The other was in Cincinnati, Cincy. where it was not as not successful. As, yeah. I would like to know, you know, if I was a fly on the wall type thing, I would have liked to know how his role changed this past Sunday. Terrell Austin's. Mm-hmm. Like, without Keith Butler. Do you think it did, though? I, I, I don't know. But I think you're right. Like, I, I I don't think Mike Tomlin was just calling the defense on Sunday and that was it. Mm-hmm. That he just kind of said, I'll take all of Keith Butler's responsibilities. Everybody else, you just keep right. doing your thing. Be because a, I haven't be seen anything about wall. that in the interviews either. I haven't either, but that's also kind of the Steelers' way. Like of they course. just, yeah, it's, they're never really going to elaborate on it. You know how it is. It's it's the same way with with draft picks too. Yeah. It's it's never it's never Kevin Colbert. It's never Mike Tomlin. It's never it's Brandon. Group. It's never all Brandon it Hunt. It's never Omar Khan. It's together. we all do it together. Yeah, and I understand why they operate that way, but it also it makes conversations like this, I think, a little more difficult to have the correct answer. Yes, I would definitely agree with that. That's why we have them, baby, and that's why we got the tweets rolling in. Man, and that's why I love when we come up here and have fun on these shows. So with that being said, when we go, we're going to go to break right here. When we come back, though, we are going to look into some of those tweets, though, about this conversation of if the Steelers look different offensively and defensively in the postseason versus the Chiefs. 
Does that change your opinion of Matt Canada and Keith Butler in terms of bringing them back next season? Let us know on the Twitter.com at TheBody52. TheBody. At Wesley Euler. The Good Hair. And this is Arthur Motz and Wesley Euler on Steelers Nation Radio.